Okay, this is it. I can't really see myself that well without my glasses, but it, I, I, I look like I'm all right. All right. Look, this is Ian Trottier for Discussions of Truth, and uh, we have uh, we have standing by Peter Tickton. Um, uh, he is a former. Uh, Peter is a former. Uh, classmate of Donald Trump's, and uh, this goes back to New York Military Academy. Uh, he's standing by. We're going to do a Zoom with him, uh, a Zoom meeting with him, and uh, bring that to you momentarily. Uh, next week, folks, Tom Harton will be joining us. It'll be the third time that Tom has joined Discussions of Truth, folks. Uh, please go to iantrache.com. Uh, go to my articles tab, and there you will find a very in-depth listing of various uh, publications that I find instrumental for you to understanding, again, what is controlling the economics behind the deep state that Donald Trump talks about. Let me actually run a sound clip that you might enjoy here. Donald Trump coming your way here. Listen to this. What was that? Is that a dog? Uh-oh. <laughs> Get that one more time. What was that? Is that a dog? Uh-oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, Donald Trump uh, uh, is uh, running for re-election, folks. Uh, you are, you are, we are in unprecedented times. It just so happens that dem Democratic-run cities across the country are allowing their cities to completely turned to anarchy and chaos a la Portland, Oregon. What a what a disgusting, disgraceful form of uh, governance going on there with that mayor. Uh, little little glimpse of light here. Wisconsin uh, governor has allowed, this is uh, recent news here, he has allowed Trump to send in federal law enforcement to squelch the violence, the rioting, the killing. Uh, how the mayors of New York, de Blasio, how, uh, uh, how Chicago, what's her name? What does she call herself? Lightfoot or lightweight or light feather, whatever she calls herself. Uh, how these mayors allow themselves to control their cities like this and jeopardize, uh, jeopardize their, their, their citizens, their innocent people and allow these BLM groups. I'm going to tell you first off right here, I'm going to tell you real quick before I bring Peter on because I know he's standing by. I'm going to tell you right now, um, I personally, uh, I think I think masks are ridiculous and I'm not for vaccines. I tell you right now, the vaccine agenda is to is to essentially run a, dip, a digital currency. That's that's. I see this coming, folks. I see it coming. I'm taking a stand and I'm taking a stand politically this election. I try to be bipartisan but I'm taking a sand, and I'm telling you right now that the Biden-Harris ticket will only deepen this country into communism and socialism. I can see the writing on the wall. And this is ironic. This is ironic because, it, and both parties are corrupt, but a once proud party that Andrew Jackson held on his shoulders. That is the Democratic Party. Yes, Andrew Jackson was Democrat. 1844, he ran on the re-election re campaign to kill the banks. Yes, it also just so happens that JFK, one of the greatest patriots, in my view, uh, of this country's existence, a very short existence, 250 years, was also a Democrat. And, ironically, Abraham Lincoln, 
who helped free the slaves, as if it was important to him or not, I don't know, never met him, was a Republican. So both parties go back and forth. Both parties, there's corruption. But look at 2020 and you look, I look at what the Democratic Party is bringing to the table versus what the Republican Party brings to the table. And I do not care. I don't care where you're at. But if you're against law and order, I'm against you. If you are for destruction, dismantling your police department, I'm against you. Black Lives Matter, absolutely. Some of my best friends have been black. Some of my best friends have been Asian, Korean, Japanese, you name it. I was married to a woman that's not American. Okay, I was married to a foreigner. You name it. All lives matter. All languages matter. All religions matter. And I'll stand up for you right for that. But this BLM movement right now, I'm telling you right now, this is a terrorist organization. The BLM movement, I'm calling it out right now. It's a terrorist organization. I'm completely against it. It's not civil. It is aimed at destroying the fabrics of this country. And somehow they're in cahoots with Antifa, from what I can see. Whether they're both funded by the George Soros Foundations, I don't know. But that's my impression. That's my opinion. I'm bringing it to the table here. I started this program almost four years ago in Miami, uh, in South Beach, because of the Zika virus. And what I've discovered from the Zika virus will, uh, should appall you, but I have listing literature listed on my website, iantrache.com. Check it out. Go into it. Look into it. Let's bring Peter Tickton on. We're going to bring him on via, via Zoom. Right now, we're going to uh, get, this, get this show going with, uh, with Peter. Okay. Uh, I had it queued. I'm going to have to re-queue it. And again, I always start the show with Metallica, Seek and Destroy, because that's what I do is I aim, just like you need to be aiming, regardless of your political party, you need to aim to root out and, excuse me, destroy political corruption, regardless of where it exists. Bringing on Peter right now, typing in the passcode. Being silent because I'm not repeating this passcode. Here we go. Let's see what we got. Okay. Ian Trache here for Discuss Your Truth. Peter, Peter Tickton. Peter, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can, can you hear me all right? I can hear you just fine, sir. Thank you for joining Discussion Your Truth. Uh, I can hear you just fine, and I can see you. I don't think you can see me, but if that works for you, then uh, then then that's fine. I can see you. Um, are you recording this, sir? I am recording on my end. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't know whether... The host has to record so you can ask Delara to do Okay. Yeah, do you want to record that, Delara? Okay. Sure. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is recording. So, Peter, thank you uh, for joining Discussion of Truth. Welcome to the program. Uh, I started the program in South Beach. Just a little history for you to understand where I'm coming from. I started because I was looking into the uh, to the to the Zika virus and the pesticide being sprayed. Uh, from there, I've grown. And uh, if you've had a chance to take take uh, take a look at my website, I've had some uh, very credible uh, guests join the program. For listeners, Peter, would you please take a moment and uh, and introduce yourself? I, I I did it very vaguely, but for uh, for a formal introduction, Peter, please introduce yourself for listeners. Okay. Great, I'm happy to. It's Peter. My, my name is Peter Tickton, and I uh, I'm a, an attorney. I practice uh, trial work in uh, South Florida, and frankly, I've had cases all over the country. Uh, but the main reason I'm here is because yep. of my book, and because of my friendship with Donald Trump. Excellent. Uh, it, 
it, it was more of a high school friendship. Uh, and But we, I would say in our senior year of high school, I was closer to him than anybody else was because we had a working business relationship. Not so much business, but working. Uh, I, he was my captain and I was the platoon sergeant of, uh, he, he, uh, he gave me the rank of platoon sergeant and that's what I was for that year. Fantastic. All right. So, and this is New York military Academy. Yes, exactly. Which we NYMA or NEMA as most of the graduates call it. Now you went on to study at the university of Miami law school, uh, and, uh, Donald went on to study at Wharton. Is that correct? Or was there a stop in between for the both of you? There was a stop between. I went to the University of Western Ontario in London, Ontario, Canada, and he went to Fordham College. And he That's went to Fordham. This whole thing that Mary Trump is crazy, where she says somebody else came in and wrote the SATs for him. I, uh-huh. I know that it didn't happen because I was in the same. We were together. There were only a hundred of us in in our class, and we you can't. Uh, nobody else could have gone in there and said, "Hey, I'm Donald Trump." I mean, everybody knew him. The, the teachers knew him. Uh, who were the proctors of the exam. There's no way it could have possibly happened. Uh, But uh, anyway. Yeah, no, look, Peter, uh, 2015, Donald had uh, began uh, reaching out to see what type of support he could get for a a, a run at the candidacy. And I would go to Doral. I I would go to the the, the golf course there, and I'd listen to him speak. And and initially, Peter, he was running as an independent. Now, I know his history, seemingly he's been been with both parties. I think he's been a Democrat at one point in time. Uh, But during these uh, these initial rallies uh, in uh, 2015, I believe late spring, early summer there at Doral, he was an independent. And let me tell you something, Peter, uh, that's what attracted me to uh, to Mr. Trump initially was that he was uh, basically pointing the finger at both of the parties and putting them both accountable for the ridiculous corruption that's running rampant in Washington. Uh, further on, he, you know, after a few months, he began getting so much backing and support nationally that uh, that he sided with the Democratic Party, party at least that's my uh you know, that's my recollection. Uh, do, do, do you want to make some comments? You know, you're talking about Mary Trump attacking him, and he's and what I, the reason I'm saying this, Peter, is because he seems to be that independent thinking uh, uh, non-politician that this country has starved for to stand up for the people, to stand up for the corporations, bring jobs back to America. And I don't think, frankly, I don't think politicians have had the um, the 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 the, the the grunt, the, the they they haven't had the the bravery, if you will, to do that, and I believe Donald Trump has done that. Uh, whether he's being pulled by strings economically above him, uh, that's another thing. But um, but talk a little bit, and that's why I believe he's being he's being hit and attacked on so many different levels, even from within his family, uh, Mary Trump, i.e. But if you want to talk about that a little bit, Peter, and talk about the man that you know politically and what he stands for as being a, a friend of his. Yeah. I'm I'm happy to. I, I love the way you phrased it, everything you said, because that's the way I see it entirely. And even at age 17, he had not only leadership ability, but leadership ability that I emulated at that point. And it made me a better businessman. I, I know I'm a, I'm a lawyer, but I've got a law firm and I've got a whole mess of lawyers here and staff and so on. Uh, it's a business as well. And I run this place very much the way he ran Company A. He's, uh, he's still the same person. You know, most people look at him and they, they, they see the man that he is 
but the same as any parent of young children who have grown up, I, I should say, grown children, see their children as the, the, the little ones that they once were as well. Uh, I see Donald as that 17-year-old that we were uh, with, that I was very close to. Yeah. Uh, as my captain. But, you know, the, you mentioned that he's brave. And in a sense, I don't know whether it's bravery or I usually call it an absence of fear. And by that, I mean, you know, that kind of fear that people, oh, my God, what if I do this? Somebody won't like me. Uh, uh, somebody's going to have ramifications. They don't even know what ramifications. They're just afraid to do anything. We haven't had a president with the guts to be able to move the embassy to Jerusalem until Donald Trump. You know, and it's not that it's so much guts. It's just that he's not stymied by by fearful thinking in terms of making his decisions. So. What you were saying is, is true, and it all stems, and I, and I do explain how this process worked at New York Military Academy, but, I, but it all stems from back then. So it's, uh, it, 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 it's nice to see that you're recognizing that as well, that it's a lack of fear, that he has the guts to do what needs to get done. Let's get so, to yeah, – um, yeah, go ahead. And you were mentioning in an absence of, uh, of this kind of mentality, and, and, and you're absolutely right on that, too. Uh, the I haven't seen this kind of, well, I guess it was Ronald Reagan, but most of the le leaders that we've had in between are just so wishy-washy. It's like they think they ran for president of their class in high school with it. They sit in a seat and they just need, look good and they have something good to put on an application. Now, running this country, is is it, uh, it's been nothing for Donald Trump other than catch-up for the time mm. that he's been in. And Peter, you remain close to Donald. Are you are you a current friend of his? Do you, do you communicate with Donald on a regular basis? I see him from time to time, and we never sit down and talk like uh, how is everything in Afghanistan. It's not that kind of relationship. Yeah, it's kind of if you went to uh, see a, uh, an old classmate that you were very close to. Sure. In uh, in, in your high school class, uh, senior class, and then you uh, you know, so it's it's a very good feeling between us. Uh, and for reasons that are in my book, you know, I'll tell you something, there's a reason I'm such a good supporter of his. He's just because the kind of guy that he is. And it's just amazing that people call him a bully. I got to tell you, if anybody's ever going to be a bully, it's when they're 17. They're going to be a bully when they're the captain of a company and people have to do what he said. They're going to be a bully when they're a jock and, and stronger and bigger than the other people. And they yeah. And I can tell you that Donald Trump, it's not that he was rarely a bully or he hardly ever bullied anybody. It never happened. And because of the kind of leadership that he emulated or, 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 or put off that I am, uh, because of the, the leadership that he, he had, the rest of the people in the company didn't get into the kind of hazing that was going on in the rest of the school. Yeah, I'll tell you who I think is a bully. Uh, two days ago, Nancy Pelosi is calling uh, Trump and those who support him in Congress and, frankly, those who support him in general uh, enemies of the state. This is absolutely ridiculous uh, hearing that from, uh, from, from a politician, uh, any politician, but somebody of, of the level of Nancy Pelosi. This is getting, uh, this is getting disgusting. It's getting nasty. They've, the, 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 and, I, and I try to stay bipartisan. Uh, I try to stay bipartisan, Peter, and I, I try to because I, I frankly I see the corruption in both parties. But that's again, that's kind of what I what had drawn my attention to Trump initially as he as he began uh, uh, seeking out a possible uh, a run at presidency was that he that he was 
uh, that he was initially an independent. Um, and he's done, he's done, uh, thank goodness, uh, he's done some, 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 some great things. And today he's now offered to, to take it, uh, to pull in the, uh, the federal troops into Wisconsin and squelch that what's going on there. Another bully, speaking of that, and I want to get your, your opinion here, but, uh, another bully in my mind would be Ted Wheeler. He's the, he's the, uh, the democratic mayor of Portland and he's let his city just burn and uh, and he's let anarchy ensue. This is disgusting. We're looking at Portland. We're looking at Seattle. We're looking at Chicago. We're looking at New York. And, and all th- four of those democratically run cities, uh, countries or city, cities uh, have allowed their 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 cities to, to crash. Uh, New York, a very proud place. And I know this is this is hard for a lot of New Yorkers to see what's uh, see what De Blasio uh, has done. A man, by the way, who was who was married. I understand, and that is not his name, De Blasio. Uh, I'd have to look it up, but he, but he's changing. His name. He is a he is a known uh, uh, American politician with socialistic uh, ties. So where do you st- stand uh, politically, uh, Peter? Did you did you vote for Donald uh, in 2016? I'm assuming you did. Or will you be re-voting for him? I can't imagine voting for anybody other than Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, the, uh, Good. You know, every you know, you and I are in sync. I, I you know, I never talked before, but it's like you're my brother in terms of everything you're saying. Nancy Pelosi, but I have to say, you know, when you think about things, you know, these people, you know, the expression that I gave them the whole nine yards, that that comes from nine yards of a belt of bullets that they used in the machine guns of World War II, 268 bullets in, in all those yards. That's giving somebody the full nine yards. And these people are giving Donald the full nine yards. Last time we, we had an election, they kind of thought they had it made. So they gave their efforts, but they didn't give their full efforts. This time, everyone is giving everything against us that they possibly can. You know, whether whether it's Pelosi and 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 this thing she says he's an enemy of the state. Well, this uh, of the people or an enemy of the state. This, this is a disgusting thing to say, but it's nothing in comparison to what she attempted to do with the impeachment. It's nothing with which, in comparison to everything else that they've done in terms of stymieing and using the government just to fight this man. It's just amazing what she does. And uh, and how she gets away with it, and and her cronies with her. Yeah, uh, look at China. Yep. You know, they waited until the impeachment looked like it was not going to go through, and then, will be you know, all of a sudden the the Wuhan virus is 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 hitting us. Uh, did they release it intentionally as a weapon of war? I don't know that we'll ever know. But did they direct that weapon of war to the United States? Did a missile go off by mistake uh, with a nuclear warhead, and did they? then say, oh, well, let's direct it to the United States. That's what happened here. They used the biological weapon of war to hit us just to get rid of Donald Trump. And it's not because they don't like Donald Trump. It's because Donald Trump is ruining their economy. It could lead to people starving there. It could lead to a complete change of government by revolution. What we're doing in China and have done to them economically has other repercussions. And I expect that we're going to basically get our uh, reciprocation, not in the form of killing a bunch of innocent Chinese the way they killed a bunch of innocent Americans, but by a uh, bunch. I'm talking about what, almost 200,000 by the time this is over. I mean, this is just horrible what happened to us. But this is what these people are doing. Anything to get rid of Donald Trump, because China needs to get back to the point that they can they can uh, take oh, what, about 500 billion uh, billion dollars a year in terms of uh, unequal trade. Uh, that's what supported them. That's what built them. That's what put in their super highways. That's what happened out of our money. We built China. 
And that's stopping and it's right. stopping quickly. Glad and you said the that. The faster stop, the more desperate they're going to be. And, the, you know, we, we are in a state of war with China now, whether anybody knows it or not. Donald Trump's too smart to think, hey, let's kill a bunch of innocent Chinese in retribution because he's, no, he's not going to do that. He's too smart for that. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. And, you know, speaking of an enemy of the state, the first thing that came to my mind, Pelosi wants to call Donald Trump an enemy of the state. Well, what 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 maybe some of my listeners know, what most people don't know when I speak to it is that, and again, I see corruption in both parties, uh, is that Prescott Bush, for instance, who was a president of the Union Bank uh, in the 1940s, funded, he allowed funding to go into the Hitler regime while also uh, funding through Union Bank and Brown Brothers Harriman. Uh, that's, you know, basically Wall Street funding both sides of the conflict there in, in World War II. That would be an enemy of the state. And in fact, uh, uh, Union Bank was, uh, was, 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 was tried in Congress for that, uh, uh, for, uh, for supporting the enemy. But, uh, you know, some of this rhetoric is, is a, little, a little out of hand. Uh, as far as far as I'm concerned, you're talking about building China, and the Rockefeller Foundation has been building the the, the Chinese health industry uh, since 1913. Uh, that's over uh, that's over a hundred years. So I think what I'd like to see personally, Peter, what I'd like to see personally is I'd like to see Donald go after uh, some of the hidden banking strings uh, that run Washington through through institutions like the CFR, the Council on Foreign Relations in Manhattan, and uh, the Trilateral Commission that was initiated by uh, David Rockefeller, who, uh, rest his soul, passed away a couple years ago now. Uh, but I'd like to see Donald hit some of these banking organizations a little bit harder and give uh, some of that power back to Congress. But but I know, I see, uh, Peter, you're not wearing a mask. Uh, where's, uh, you know, I mean, we're looking at right now an unprecedented time uh, across the country. We're looking at uh, some of these fights uh, Australia is ridiculous. These people are getting uh, being arrested for not wearing masks. Uh, where do you fall? I know uh, I know uh, DeSantis has not mandated masks, but some of these governors and, and Donald has kind of left that liberty up to uh, up to the various governors across the country. Um, where do you fall in regards to this mask mandate, which a lot of people are arguing? Hey, if you're going to mandate a mask, then you're going to mandate a vaccine. How how do you see that? unfolding where do you stand in that regard peter you know i i love my liberty at the same time if masks really helped it would be a different story i i, I go along with the law if i have to put a mask on in order to walk into a restaurant as silly okay. as it might yeah. be you know if it makes other people more comfortable i'm not so opposed to it at the same time biden wants us to wear masks for the next three months well, Correct. The numbers are falling radically in Florida at this point in terms of the infection rate and the, the new hospitalizations are really going down. I mean, we're getting to the end of this, just like the Zika virus disappeared, just the way Donald Trump said, it's just going to disappear. It is just going to disappear. And I got news for you. It's probably going to be before the election, probably going to be within about a month because I can, I'm watching these trends. I predicted what was going to be happening to my office, to my staff. We practice very safe behavior here. We're all six feet apart, at least. Uh, nobody goes into anybody else's office. Any meeting has to be out in, in the open. Uh, and, uh, you know, we haven't been wearing masks. And we had one person come in for three days who was infected with the, with the Wuhan virus. And uh, she didn't tell anybody. She had a, a, a bad fever, headaches, and so on. For three days, she sat in this office among other people, hmm. but because of the precautions we take, no masks. 
And because of the precautions we take, not one person was infected by that lady. I, by the way, I did let her go on the basis of stupidity. I actually, the reason for dismissal was for uh, reckless disregard for life. Good for you. So good for you. Yeah. Two two weeks ago, Peter, we were joined by, uh, and I've put this, I've, I've put him in, now in touch with um, uh, with Adrian. I, I believe not to, not to leave that, uh, put that on 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 the air, but. Uh, uh, I think I know you. I think you know who I'm talking about. Ian Smith uh, is yeah. a co-owner of Attila's Gym in Belmar, New Jersey, and he's been fighting that governor's mandate to keep his uh, keep his livelihood in track, to keep his gym open. And he's fought and he's fought and he's fought. And they've been they've been uh, they've been fined. He's been arrested. Um, he's 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 refusing to shut down. Um, and uh, when he joined me last, two Wednesdays ago, he was on this program. And uh, the next day, he got word from Dan Bongino. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Dan Bongino. Uh, he got word from Dan Bongino. Dan flew up to visit him that Friday. And now he's got, uh, now he's got the support of Dan Bongino as far as getting, uh, getting, his, business, uh, getting his business open. Uh, you, mentioned, you, know, you mentioned that this is likely going to disappear. You mentioned that... Um, that and it, it, you know, like the Zika virus is just going to disappear. Uh, Donald mentioned that it's just going to disappear. You mentioned and you alluded, unless I read you wrong, you alluded that this is a biological weapon, perhaps uh, that was released by China, uh, whether it was the Chinese or not. But it, but it seems to certainly be an attack on the middle class, which Donald. Uh, which Donald Trump had really flourishing, didn't he? I mean, he had really got the economics uh, going on a nice cycle in this country. Then the impeachment came. Then this virus came. Is it coincidence in your view, or is it definitely a, an attack? And if it's an attack, uh, is it an attack on the middle class? Is it an attack on, on, on what really separates Americans from the rest of the world and our country, what makes us great, in that we have a strong, well, not currently, but we typically have a strong, thriving middle class. Well, what's your opinion on that? Okay, I say we still have a strong middle class. It's Good. just been momentarily interrupted. You know, basically what that V that uh, Donald talks about is absolutely a real V from a financial point of view. You can see everything popping back and coming back. Uh, it, it, the, the, the economy is going to be extremely vibrant, and it's happening fast. That's, that's the thing. It's not going to take very long before this all happens. In terms of the virus disappearing, as they do, I mean, there was only one reported case of Zika uh, in the United States in 2020, and mm -hmm. we're two-thirds of the way through the, the year. So that's, that's, uh, that's gone. But it goes away like a bad headache. You know, you, you know when you have the headache, but after the headache goes away, you realize later, Oh, geez, I didn't even realize it went. It's gone. That's what happened to Zika. That's what's going to happen to this. And I'm, I'm hoping that it's gone by the time the election comes about because these Democrats are all saying, oh, Donald Trump said it was going to just disappear. Well, guess what? It is going to just disappear. That's what viruses do. Yep. Um, the, let's I, get your... I left out a year of medical school where I, where I studied epidemiology, so I kind of know a little bit about what I'm talking about. Okay. So, uh, all right. Yeah, so that's good. Where'd you, where'd you study med medical school? That was up in the University of Western Ontario. Okay. And can, are you Canadian? You just studied there? Yes. Okay. No, I'm a Canadian. Well, my father was Canadian. My mother was American. I'm American at heart. I, I love this country. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I would, I, I would um, do what's required for this country. 
I've had uh, on the program Paul Hellier. Are you familiar with uh, that Canadian politician, Paul Hellier? I think he's about 96 or 97 now. I would imagine he is. Yeah, I, I know the name, but I've really been down here most of my life. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm an American. So I want to get in. I want to get into your Peter. I want to get into your book, um, and and I want you to talk about that a little bit for 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 listeners, uh, so we can get out and, and and get that book from you, buy that book from you. But um, uh, what's the the biggest distinction that you see leading up prior to talking about your book, prior to getting into your book? Uh, what's the biggest distinction that you see between? Uh, the Democratic and Republican Party leading up to this election in November. Uh, for those, you know, for those that are kind of sitting on the fence, perhaps, or for those, uh, for those that uh, are willing to listen, and you would, you would draw, okay. draw they, draw them in. Go ahead. This is a great question because this is this is the most important thing I think I have to say in terms of all of this. It's no longer Democrats versus Republicans or or, or the other way around. It, it's really Donald Trump and his mentality versus chaos. When we, when we look at this thing, I mean, just think, right? You know, forget all the, the political talk and everything else. Just think about the, the craziness on the other side. How can the craziness spread between people? How, how can it be? Look, if I were to say to people now, uh, hey, it's a good idea to put some lead into our drinking water. I mean, everybody would say, that's nuts. Well, let me tell you, five years ago, if anybody were to say, Hey, it's a good idea to get rid of all the borders. People would say that's nuts. If anybody would say, "Hey, let's give free medical care to all of the illegal immigrants," people would say, "Are you crazy?" Not just because it would cost us a trillion dollars, but forget that. Who in Nicaragua with a terminal tumor isn't coming here to get free medical treatment if we're offering it out? You know, there's a push and a pull. There's already enough pushing because people in Nicaragua aren't necessarily enjoying the bullets whizzing by their heads. You know, those aren't really good places to live anymore. So there's a push pushing those people there. And now we're going to give a pull. We're going to say, hey, when you get here, guess what? Free medical care, free welfare. Come on up. Who in the world's going to stay in Nicaragua? If we take this world, we're 4% of the world's population. If we all of a sudden decide we're going to get rid of our borders and equalize, it's not going to bring 96% of the population up. It's going to bring this 4% down. We're going to just destroy everything that we have. If I have a farm that's got 10,000 acres in it or 1,000 acres in it, I've got a farm. Put 10,000 people sitting on my farm, I have got nothing, okay? It just doesn't make any sense. It's, it's, there's something mentally ill in somebody believing that what we should do is eradicate our borders. It, it, that's the point. I'm not making the point that we, shouldn't, we should have borders. We know this. My point is there's something crazy going on. How can these people be, 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 be suggesting and pushing for these values and these ideas? How can anybody suggest that we defund the police and get rid of the police? It's a crazy idea. It's lead in our drinking water as being a good idea is a crazy idea. It's as crazy as that. So I don't think that this is so much Democrat versus Republican. This is lunacy versus Donald Trump and his administration and his way of thinking, which is the clear. I mean, somebody said the other day that uh, one of the Democrats said that Donald Trump is living in an alternate reality. Mm. And they're right. We're living Mm. in an alternate reality. Only ours is the one that makes sense. Ours is real. 
you know, and that's that's the difference. And all these critical issues, it just it, it's it's craziness we're hearing. There's no way in the world that socialism works. There's no way in the world we should destroy the United States and allow it to be communist. So for what? For why? Why would we do that? It doesn't make any sense at all. The economy is coming back. We're going to see that Donald's going to do really well. I, I, I can almost promise it's going to happen. I'm worried a little bit about the mail, uh, the, the mail ballots, but yeah. I do think that that even with that, I think we're going to be able to do well, except we're going to need everybody to get out and vote. If you're a silent member of the of the majority, you're blowing it. You have a duty. Right. You have to get out to vote. Absolutely. Yeah, this is this is insanity. It really is. And uh, and and let's let's look at another angle here. You're talking about the socialistic regime that that that's there, the communistic regime that uh, that the Biden Harris ticket implies, and we're we're looking at that because it's going to be an extension of the Obama uh, the Obama years. And and as, as as much as I think he's a wonderful diplomat uh, and and a good solid human being, I did there were too many policies that I did not uh, agree with in regards to how to run this country and what this country was built on and why this looking at why why this country was built in the first place and that was escaping a monarchy and the tyranny involved in a centralized banking system uh and, and we're, we're we're just seeing those we're seeing those roots start to start to flourish again uh you know through uh through through clinton and obama and uh, and what the biden harris ticket uh would 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 bring to the party so uh very very biden biden's a criminal Biden, Biden, how, I mean, just look at what his son, you know, yeah. has done. You cannot take money from the Ukraine or have your son do it to sell its influence and consider yourself a good guy. You know, you can't, you know, like I'm surprised when I see Donna Brazil on Fox. She got fired from CNN because she gave the questions for the debate. To Hillary Clinton, that was against Bernie Sanders, so maybe we don't care about that race. But how can a person who does something that despicable ever be given a second chance the way she has? I mean, you know, there's too many decent, honest people that deserve a chance. You know, she she should be branded for life, the same as all these people. How I can't accept that Biden's actually a good guy. He may have a decent persona that he puts on, a good mask, but he's a bad guy. Anybody who's a criminal, anybody who's who's using their office to peddle their influence is not a good guy. Yeah, and he will like he will take away the him. and he will take he will fight to take away that second amendment. Uh, surprising to see the uh, Ninth Circuit Court in San Francisco overturn uh, a California law that uh, aimed to ban uh, clips. I think it was clips that held larger than more than 10 bullets. Um, that was uh, that was overturned I believe last week that California law by the Ninth Circuit Court in San Francisco, right? A very very liberally leaning city. Yeah, they, get, they get, they get, they get three. Uh, I think they're in Sacramento. They get three courts. Uh, they, they get. Uh, I'm not sure. This would have been a, uh, where the uh, the ninth sits. They might have. I'm not sure exactly where they sit, but they, I believe, are for Washington or Oregon and California. Right. Uh, but they've had some appointments made in the Trump administration in that court to help straighten it out because it was the one that was so far to the left that it was. Uh, I see. Uh, th this kind of decision would be extremely d difficult to even believe uh, before. Good note. Um, it, it looks like we're, we're, we'll be ending here. We got a few more minutes to see if we can push this uh, up to the hour. But uh, my book. huh? 
Let me talk about my boss. Yeah, talk about yours. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's called What Makes Trump Tick. And it really, it's a fun book to read, I promise you. I, in fact, I guarantee you, I'll pay you back, uh, any of your audience who buys the book, I'll pay them back the, the cost of the book if they don't laugh out loud at least once while they're reading this. It's a, it, it's a, it's a good, fun read. And it's very insightful. It tells you a number of things about Donald Trump. You know what? I could have lied about this thing, by the way. I hope you realize that. I could be right now the most famous man in America uh, because I could have made up some story about something that happened in the showers or whatever. Uh, but nothing never happened like that. You know, we were all, you know, decent people. And Donald Trump just happens to be one of the most decent human beings I've ever met or ever known. And, uh, and, 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 and he is what he is. Like, I got to tell you something. I, I like to think I'm a smart guy, but you know what? I didn't make a billion dollars in my life. I like to think I'm a smart guy, but, uh, you know, okay. look at Donald Trump. What an amazing man this man is from, from the get-go, even Peter, when, when he was seven. Peter, were you surprised that he, when he ran for president? No, not at all, because he, he was thinking about it for many years. And uh, he, uh, in fact... Uh, I, I, I remember a whole bunch of people came down against him. Uh, I'm not sure of the year, uh, but at one point where he said he was thinking about it, and uh, the Palm Beach Post actually accepted a letter from me that, you know, indicated that these people were just envious at that point, which is what I thought. Now I realize there's much, much more to it. You know, these people aren't just rebelling against Donald Trump because they don't like Donald Trump. They have very strong vested interests. They are afraid of what's going to happen if he wins this election. Yep. We need to let him win this election. We need to let him finish the job that he started. Right. Because that that's going to save this country. And if we don't, I, I'm i not going to even talk to you in the next election because it doesn't make any, it won't make any difference. Yep. We will never get another chance to fix it. It'll be gone. Um, and, I, and, I don't, I don't believe that. Peter, lastly, I want to get your your view on uh, on censorship. Why why is it the Silicon Valley is uh, so far left leaning? I you know it's it's almost surprising that they are, but I I, I don't know. I'm not being left leaning. I can't quite uh, get my okay. Uh, we have ended with uh, with Peter Tickton. Um, you got his book, uh, the Tickton Law Group is the website uh, you can find. Uh, look, uh, again, Peter Tickton attended the New York Military Academy, uh, and uh, and as you said it, uh, he was uh, at school there with, with Donald Trump. Uh, he did a year of medical school. I did not know that. Uh, did his law school. Uh, let's see, he got a school in um, Western Ontario, Ontario, uh, uh, in London, Ontario, uh, and uh, the University of Miami Law School. Juris Doctor, uh, of course, um, and he resides. Uh, he's there. He's there in Florida. Um, I can get into a little bit more. You can find his. You can find his uh, bio on. Uh, I believe it's up on my website, iantrachier.com. Uh, and uh, look, next week uh, we'll be bringing back onto the program uh, uh, Tom Hartman, um, Mustaza. Uh, excuse me, Murtaza Hussein, reporter for the Intercept, CNN, BBC, MSNBC appearances. Uh, we were supposed to bring him on last. Uh, was it two weeks ago? Uh, yeah, last week I did a solo show. 
I like to do that once in a while. Uh, folks, I've had some incredible guests on, on the program. If this is your first time, if this is your first time listening to me, uh, I urge you, I, I strongly urge you to uh, to look at the discussions that uh, that I put together in the past uh, few years for you. Um, and again, it all started with the Zika virus in Miami. Um, and I lead, look, I lead a lot of people to ask me uh, where I got to where I was got and where I got to where I am. Uh, Anthony Sutton is a guy that, that, that really took me down, down the road that I, that I've gone down. He's a former Stanford Hoover fellow, taught, taught, uh, uh, taught at Stanford, gave a, gave a 1972 Miami Beach, uh, talk where he exposed some of the things that uh, I ran over with Peter there in regards to uh, Prescott Bush. Folks, this is this is not about Demo Democrat Party. This is not about Republican Party. Both parties are completely and totally washed and corrupted. Uh, I frankly believe that if Donald Trump had maintained his independent status, he probably would have won the presidency. Um, but he did agree to join and run on the Republican ticket. And so, therefore, without having had him on the program, I uh, am questioning whether these economic strings that uh, might be pulling him uh, are indeed uh, indeed uh, pulling him. Uh, you, you you throw around you throw around names like the Rockefellers. You throw around names like the Rothschild. Uh, this is not this is not fairy tale like pie in the sky type um, uh, concepts. Theories. Uh, this is truth. George Washington owned shares. And I'm going to tell you something. George Washington owned shares. This is out of a study of Harvard. Out of Harvard, I have it on my website. George Washington owned shares in the Bank of England during the American Revolution. Yes, your first president of the Union that we have today owned shares. Uh, owned shares uh, in the in the bank. The Bank of England, um, and this is a former guest in my program, actually from Canada. They would like to like to get through. I'm, I'm not going to bring him on. I'm not going. I'm not going to bring him on. Um, he's not scheduled, um, but I'll call him back. So, what is George Washington doing, owning shares of the Bank of England during a war with the enemy? Well, because the Bank of England is not English, folks. Just like the Federal Reserve is not federal. These are private banks, sovereign banks. The Bank of England is majority controlled by the Rothschild dynasty. Okay? Um, and let me backtrack. Let me go back. You, you look at you look at the United States, 250 years. Okay, that's a young country compared to England. It's a, New York is a young city compared to London. Compared to Rome, we're like a preschool. Okay, these are former empires, and yes, we we grew to a massive empire in such a short period of time. Okay, and you look at China; they've been around for. I mean, that's like a grandfather of civilizations. Um, we're we're in preschool, if you will. Ten sixty six. London. Not Bing Ben London, not Westminster Abbey London, not Buckingham Palace London. London, the city of London, a small neighborhood inside of London, the financial center for the rest of metropolitan London and the UK. 
London was unconquered in 1066 by William of Normandy. He did not conquer London, the Corporation of London, where the Lord Mayor is housed, that has probably a chariot of 80% gold, whereas the Queen has a chariot, and I'm th just throwing these numbers out there as a concept, because it's true, and I don't know if the, the percentages are accurate, but the concept is accurate. Uh, the Queen of England has a chariot that may be 40% gold. The Lord Mayor has the money, folks. The Lord Mayor has the money. If you're in England and listening to this, your Lord Mayor controls your London, and he is a sovereign government. He governs your Queen. He governs your Parliament. And that's where the Bank of England is housed, and the Bank of England does not represent you, England. It represents the Bank of London, or rather the Corporation of London, the City of London, which is a Roman banking institution that William the Conqueror was unable to conquer in 1066, and it stands that way to this day in 2020. So the banking system globally is fraudulent. That's my claim. The banking system globally is fraudulent, and the Federal Reserve is a fraud on the American people. It's a fraud on your constitution. It's a fraud on your government. It's a fraud on your media. It's a fraud on your public education. And if you want sanity, if you want civil rights restored, you must destroy and abolish the Federal Reserve. It is why Abe Lincoln, 20 years, 20 years after Andrew Jackson ran on the re-election campaign in 1844, 20 years after he ran on the campaign phrase to kill the banks, Andrew Jackson, the only president in 45 to leave office without a federal debt. A Democrat, for all you uh, Democrats that may be listening to this, Andrew Jackson, a Democrat. So if you're so democratic, then stand up to kill your bank. Abe Lincoln, a Republican, was shot in the head because he tried to insert currency into the system that was backed by precious metal. Same thing JFK did. And JFK also got his head blown off. Because he wanted the American currency, the U.S. currency, backed by precious metal. Your Federal Reserve has no gold. Your U.S. Treasury has no gold. You have no precious metal backing your currency. And the next step is to further enslave you economically by implementing a digital currency. Make no mistake about it, America. I'm going to end it there. I'm going to end it there, folks. Um, I can only do so much. But if my words resonate with you, which I hope they do, put them into action Time is nigh. The window is closing. Your rights are disintegrating. America, stand up. I don't care what political party you belong to. Stand up for being a human being and demand your inalienable rights no better portrayed by any other document ever written by man outside of the U.S. Constitution. Stand to that Constitution. Force your government, force the banks to adhere to those rights. 
iantrache.com. Go to my uh, articles page. There you're going to find great information that will lead you down the various road. It's the money trail. Woo, bling, bling, bling. The money trail. Uh, to, uh, to anti-corruption. Next week, Tom, uh, Tom Hartman rejoined the program. This will be his fourth time. The third time. This will be Tom's third time on the program to discuss your truth. I'm here every Wednesday. Uh, check my uh, check my Instagram. Not always, but typically I try to uh, I try to uh, shoot out a, a post. Let you know when I'm when I'm going live. Um, you can always find uh, you can always find a show running. Uh, if you just click the listen now, I've got I got a streaming. I've got various episodes streaming twenty four seven. Thanks for listening. Share with a friend. Uh, be awesome, folks. Uh, stand up for your rights. Um, it's it's time. It's time for America to unite and come together to be demand your freedoms. Stay intact. And if you are still in living in fear with your mask on that the COVID-19 is going to hurt you or kill you, wake up. It's a facade. Bitly, bitly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Zika, Z-I-K-A, all capitals, Miami Beach, capital M-M-B, uh, Ian Trache, Miami Beach, Zika, you type any of that in your uh, search engine, you'll find the article that I wrote. For Honey Colony after Zika came to town of Miami. Some of those things will likely open your eyes and appall you. Until next time, folks, be awesome.